Hello and welcome to the second episode of Women in Customer Success podcast, the first women-only podcast where remarkable ladies of customer success share their stories and practical tools to help you succeed and make an impact. I'm Maria Skobepile, your host. Today, I have the privilege to welcome Sue Nabet Moore, a remarkable lady whom I call a serial customer success entrepreneur. She is the founder of Customer Success Leader, co-founder of Customer Success Mastermind, and also an absolute influencer in the field, being listed as an influential women in customer success list by Gainsight. Today's episode is dedicated to diversity in customer success. Sue is the expert on the topic, having conducted a survey on the state of customer success in Europe. We'll get to hear the survey results on gender gap, diversity and salary trends. Even more exciting, Sue is sharing tips and tools on what we all can do to bridge that gap. So let's dive in. Today, I have a pleasure of talking to Sue Nabet Moore, whom I call a serial customer success entrepreneur, wearing multiple hats in different ventures. So Sue, thank you very much for this. Welcome to this thank podcast. Thank you for inviting me, Maria. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't we start with you telling us a bit more about yourself and your background? Yes, so as you can probably gather from my northern accent, I'm, I'm from the north of England originally, uh, but I've actually been spending, spending all my career in Paris, where I, where I live now, where we're doing this recording, I have had several all-client-facing roles over my career, working for French uh, multinationals, but also for startups more recently as well. And then I got into customer success about eight years ago, before we even started to talk about customer success actually here in Paris, because we started to actually use the term customer success and actually use customer success in, in companies, I would say for the last six years now in Paris. So I started about eight years ago, and actually put into place a whole customer success organization. I didn't call it customer success then, but I'm passionate, passionate about customer success, passionate about what it brings to to companies and what it brings, obviously, to clients. And so this is what I'm doing. I love your term, (laughs) serial customer success entrepreneur. I love that. Thank you, Maria. I've never called myself that, but that's a great, great idea. Thank you very much. What I'm doing now is, in fact, evangelizing customer success through meetups that I organize, through different events. And also, I have my own company called Success Trek Enterprise, which is actually helping mainly tech companies, mainly startups in Europe to define and refine their customer success organizations. And I'm also the co-founder of Customer Success Mastermind, which is an ongoing training and career development program for customer success professionals, but also for buyers of software, it's not just from the custom success side. So yeah, great to be here. Thanks, Maria. It's a pleasure having you. So how did you actually land into customer success? You mentioned you started calling it around eight years ago or six years in your organization. But can you remember how was that first customer success role? How was it potentially different than we would call customer success roles today? And how did you really go about it because it was so new? Yes, I think I, I didn't really land in it. I think it was it was more something which came out of a 
frustration from my side because I was actually at that time I was working for an integrator here in Paris so an integrator by by definition was looking into deploying software up until and the go live was kind of the be all and end all it was like the main objective and that's when you had the champagne right and I was frustrated because I think surely there's more than we, you know than just having a go live and celebrating the respect of time delivery and the budget and we need to be thinking about what goes beyond the go live and how how are customers really obtaining business results business performance so i went to my ceo at the time and suggested putting into place this whole new mythology around change management around driving outcomes results um, and so that's what we did so we put it into place so at the time i mean we never heard of customer success then but did have all the ingredients you know, so what are the KPIs for adoption? What were the KPIs for performance? How are we going to ensure that there was a, a change management approach with stakeholders? And that's that's where then we started to talk about customer success in France, mainly with startups. So that's when I was starting to get involved with the label of customer success. And I think if I compare customer success now with, with then, I think it's evolved a lot. Okay, I think I think then customer success, and it probably still is to some extent, was still viewed as as something which was more of a kind of support role. But I think now more and more customer success organizations are proving that, you know, this is really a revenue generator in the same way that sales and marketing has always been a revenue generator up until now, still is. But now, you know, with existing clients, customer success is where the revenue lies. And it was Jason Lemkin said, you know, customer success is 80% of the business revenue. So I think now, if you compare to six, seven years ago, that is becoming more and more the case. We still need to evangelize on that. And that's why I think it's important, you know, for, for people like ourselves to evangelize the worth of customer success. Thank you for that. As you mentioned that you're working with different organizations and individuals now in the world of customer success, I wonder what do you pick up from them as the biggest challenges that they are facing as you know someone who is in a customer success role today yes i think there are there are a lot of challenges in fact it was one of the questions on on the survey as well that that we that we did with with martin neermans i think a lot of the challenges are related to first of all how can you be correctly perceived by your customers as creating that added value it's not always easy for you to make your customers understand what your role is because it's a new role, relatively new role. And a lot of customers don't already understand this role. So they'll probably perceive you as being some kind of glorified support, another kind of extension to the sales role. So you have to do a lot of evangelization to your customers. And and really, it's a question of time and patience to really earn that label of the trusted advisor, you know, keep referring to this label of trusted advisor. And I think in order to get to that stage where you are, in fact, trusted by your customers, this takes time. So I think that's one of the main challenges, really getting your customers to understand what is your added value and how you're going to be actually providing that added value added value throughout time. Another challenge as well, which I think a lot of the, the, the organizations I, I meet in the meetups, but also one of the replies to the survey was to actually prove your worth internally. So, the, you know, the what is the worth of the customer success internally and how to prove that continually and, and not just get a feeling, but really have something tangible to prove what your worth is. So that is still a challenge. I think more and more companies are actually cracking that. 
they're actually able to do that. But it's still one of the challenges. So I think those are, those are the two main ones. And then when companies start to grow, I think the other challenge is how to scale that, how to industrialize the approach to the clients so that you're still giving added value, but not necessarily in a one-to-one approach. So I think scaling is probably the third biggest challenge that companies are facing right now. You mentioned the survey, and I think it's time let's start talking about the survey. What was the idea behind the survey? Was it a survey about the state of customer success in Europe, or what was the bigger context for it? If you could tell us more, that would be wonderful. Yes. Yeah. And the survey, by the way, we're still analyzing the results. So we're going to be actually publish, publishing some of the results in kind of an ebook very soon. Uh, the, the story behind that was, I think, a lot of the stats and a lot of the data on surveys around customer success has up until now been very US orientated. So the idea that we had with, with Martin Niemann's was to have more data of what is actually going on with the evolution of custom success here in Europe. So that was our idea. So we we got together and we've actually collected over 240 replies now, 40 different questions. So it took, you know, 20 to 30 minutes to go through this survey. But what is really insightful is that because we have lots of different questions, not just around the gender diversity, which is what we're going to be talking about a little bit more, but also lots of questions where we can actually slice and dice insights. So, for example, career evolution, questions around salary ranges. That's always a a subject which a lot of people are interested in, especially across Europe, you know, and how to compare between different countries and even between Europe and the US. And, And what are the different responsibilities? You know, we're talking about the evolution of customer success. What are the different responsibilities which customer success groups are actually taking on now? compared to a few years ago. So we have all this data as well in the survey. Thanks. So let's dig deeper into the diversity part of the survey. Obviously, there were more than only one question, but when you and Martin presented on Gainsight Pulse in November, there was that one slide that probably shocked the audience. Probably it's better that you explain what is exactly on the slide, the gender imbalance of male versus female customer success professional climbing higher in their careers. So can you tell us yes. more about the whole data points in that slide? Yes, sure. And in fact, when we were actually compiling the data and doing the analysis from the survey, I had to do it several times just to make sure that those results were correct and that people didn't think I'd somehow fiddled the figures. But no, it wasn't. So in fact, that slide which created that ripple effect that we presented, generally what it was showing that customer success is the role where it's probably the first time in in business history where we have 50-50 parity between male and females. So it is, you know, it is what it is, you know, with with sales and account management, which up until now have been traditional revenue generating roles, it's always been male dominated. So this is the first time in history where we actually have 50-50. So we wanted to, to see, well, with this situation, is this a possibility finally for women to to break that glass ceiling? With the stats, what we saw that when women are women and men are actually coming into customer success, there are in fact more women than men. It's sixty percent women, forty percent men going into customer success at junior level. Then, when they move up the career ladder and they get to senior customer success level, it's fifty fifty. But then after that level, there's kind of a bifurcation where when you get to the senior role, so VP level, 
80% are men and 20% are women. So we thought, wow, you know, this, this surely cannot be right. You know, when we, when we do have this opportunity with 50-50 representation. And, and so this is what started it all off. This was kind of a ripple effect. And this is where we are now to try and understand why is that. So are we, are we closer to understanding what are the reasons? What is data showing us so far? Well, the, the reasons, of course, this, this is some, a lot of thoughts and speculation. We don't have data to, to pinpoint the reasons for this. But this is, this is what actually triggered this group. So we got together and you mentioned the podcast as well, which we did with, with Matt Mykoski, with Sue Walsh, with, with Shirley Chapman and with Rav Dalival. And in fact, what we are trying to do is to really understand what could be the reasons for this. There are reasons which I think which are also relevant to other careers and not just customer success. And I think one of the main reasons is, is that despite the fact that customer success is, is revolutionising the way that business is done in the world today, I, I think that unfortunately we're still trapped in the old school mindset of the way business is run, you know, because up until now, business has always been a bit of the boys club, you know, sales, leadership roles, account manager, the ones that we mentioned, it's it's male dominated. And, and so I think despite the fact that um, customer success is a bit of a, a game changer, really, for the way of doing business, we're still trapped with the old mindset. So I think that's one of the reasons. And another reason, I think, is that Everybody, it's, it's not just about women. It's not just about women. You know, often we say that they probably lack confidence in certain areas to push themselves forwards and be bold. That's probably true to a certain extent, but it's not just about women. It really is about our whole ecosystem and the way that whole ecosystem is conditioned for career evolution. So I think, you know, we, we need to take a step back, look at what is happening and put certain actions into place. To, to make sure that this is a collective effort. And when I say collective effort, that means not just the companies hiring and evolving careers, but also its recruiters and it's also the VCs, everybody involved in the, in the customer success ecosystem. And, and that's why we're really pleased as well that we have Sue Walsh, who, who is a recruiter, and also Rav, who is representing the VCs who've joined this group to give those different perspectives and also to give insights uh, into what different companies in the tech world are already doing to, to try and create awareness around this, uh, this situation, but also bring in ideas of what other companies that are maybe not in the tech world and that can be used as a kind of benchmark to understand what is going on in terms of diversity programs and what can we actually put into place to get together and, and to really make this make this change. Recently I've heard from a colleague of mine that in order to try to bridge that gap in their particular organization they started to always have both female and male representing the company on every single interview just because they realized when someone is at a job interview if that is a female and if for example there are only males interviewing there is probably a different perspective than when there is another female in the room as well. So this is just one of the examples that I heard how some organizations are really trying to bridge the gap and put really an effort from their end to change the situation. I wonder from your current activities with, with your colleagues, do you have any other examples of how organizations are dealing with the situation? And also what I'm interested, what would you say to individual customer success managers, what they by themselves can do or how they can contribute 
into really breaking this glass ceiling, how they can contribute really by themselves, taking care in, uh, taking their career in charge to climb the ladder. Yes, and I, and I think in, in the group of people so that I mentioned just now with, with Shirley, Max, uh, Sue and Ralph, in fact, they've already, they're already in big companies, some of them, who've actually started with some kind of diversity program. And they were giving examples of what they're doing in their companies. Um, and I, I think, for example, I, I love what you just said as well. I think that's a great example for the interviewing process, always having a man and a woman representing. That's a great example. Other examples within the diversity program is, is the way that you should just behave, you know, towards one another. What kind of language you should or should not be using? How do you address one another internally, you know, just in meetings, for example? And another thing as well is perhaps, you know, when you're having some kind of visible events, you know, again, that you that you have the parity between men and women. So that, you know, if you have a panel of people speaking about a specific subject related to your company, there is a 50-50 representation, that kind of thing. Another action which quite a lot of companies are doing is a mentoring program, internal mentoring program. And so that could be, you know, it's not just for women, it could be for men as well, who are actually helping each other and mentoring each other and educating each other about the the different diversity issues and challenges. So so I think those are things which uh, I think a lot of companies already started to do. That's probably with the bigger companies. And when you get to to startups and scale-ups, probably they don't have a diversity program. But to answer your question around what can individual contributors do, customer success managers, I think that they can actually propose this kind of program internally. You you don't have to be a big multi-conglomerate to do this. So you can do it at, at scale within your company. And I think it's so important just to, first of all, raise awareness, be very transparent about such things. You know, even like salaries, right? We do have statistics around salaries in in survey, so we can actually slice and dice it. So although salary is usually a taboo subject, is something which in some companies people don't openly talk about. It depends on the culture of that company. But I think even that is something, you know, which we should be bold about. And that's one of the aspects, not the only aspects, one of the aspects which we can try and understand, you know, is, is there parity here? Do we have equal salaries for, for equal job roles and responsibilities? So, yeah, collecting data, collecting data. So this data that we did for the survey, for example, will be able to slice and dice based on responsibilities and salary levels between male and female. So that would be interesting. We haven't actually dug into that, but that would be interesting to, to find out. So I think there's lots of things, but just first of all, creating that awareness within your company and and making sure that afterwards you have some kind of probably some kind of group internal think tank where everybody can contribute to actually proposing different actions to put into place. This is moving the needle forward, you know, and it's not just it's not just a group of women doing this. This should be everybody, men, women, and all the different actors. Sure, a group of women and their allies. As you mentioned, (laughs) salaries, I know that that is always a very interesting topic for everyone. Do you have any snippets of your data that you could share with us when it comes to different salary ranges in customer success? Yes, I actually shared some at Pulse with, with Martine. I haven't got them in my, in my head right now, especially with the gender diversity. 
But we do, we, what, what I can say in terms of salary range is that it really is all over the place right now. <laughs> That's the big conclusion, is that there's, there's no kind of trend. So you could, for example, you could be a customer success manager and probably earn more than somebody who is head of or leader of customer success. So it really is a little bit all over the place. I think it's probably too early days yet to have real patterns. But this is why we need this data, I think, just to 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 improve and to make sure that it's more equitable, I think, across the board. But certainly when we do the ebook, that's something which we'll be focusing on. Absolutely. And we will be waiting to really see when the ebook will be published. Thinking about it, if, if you go to LinkedIn, for example, and just randomly look for different open positions within customer success industry, and very often there is a salary range there, as you mentioned. There is really everything there, and it really shows the picture of how customer success is being seen within that particular organization, because sometimes, you know, some of those salary ranges are really glorified support roles, and obviously, that is not exactly what customer success is. So I would be really interested to see the whole data when when the ebook comes out, so I will have that in mind so I'm sure that for all the listeners that will be interesting can we just yes. follow you on LinkedIn and that's how we will really be able to see when ebook is out or do you have any other forms of communication how everyone can potentially sign up to receive that data yeah so LinkedIn is is the good one as well because I'm always on LinkedIn I'm a big fan mm-hmm. of LinkedIn but I also have it's something that I can share with you I do have a, a special page like a landing page where people can actually sign up and then they can get the ebook there as well. So I can forward that to you, Maria. That's perfect. That will be useful. So we will put that in the show notes as well. Okay, great. Well, thank you for that. Another thing that I wanted to ask you is mentorship. Are you a mentor currently to anybody? Yes, I am actually. I'm, I'm part of two associations for which I'm a mentor. One is called Everwise and the other one is called Canopy Coaching. And so I do mentor a lot of customer success professionals, not just women, but customer success general, customer success professionals in general. I think mentoring is it's a great thing to do, I think, if you're in customer success, especially when you're starting out. I think there are so many questions which are going through your mind and you're always asking, you know, am I doing the right thing? Is this, is this a good idea? Is this not a good idea? The terms of tactical things that you want to put into place but even just trying to position yourself within your company or then trying to position yourself, you know, on the market, I think it's always good to have a second opinion. So I'd recommend anybody who has not got a customer success mentor to do that. And I know there are different organizations for that as well. And so that's something I would really recommend very much. Recently, I have also seen a rise in different training career development and certification programs for customer success in particular. And there are a few of them at the market at the moment. I know that you also started one, which is Customer Success Mastermind. I wonder, how can someone apply for the program? What can you tell us more about it? Yes, Customer Success Mastermind is an online training and career development program for customer success professionals. So I co-founded this with Jason Whitehead. And the idea is that customer success is ongoing. It's never ending. And so you should be learning new skills all the time. So we have our online program, which also actually includes live instructor-led sessions as well. So every week there is a possibility to get together with the instructors. 
And we also have a virtual meetup as well. So every month we have a theme. So the next one is actually this week, and it's going to be around how to help your customers impacted by coronavirus. So so we have this training program, but it's more than a training program because it really is something which is ongoing. And in order to get onto that, you can just go onto our website, Customer Success Mastermind. There is a, a free demo. There's lots of documents and resources which will tell you about it. And we're actually thinking and actually putting into place right now a freemium, a freemium version of that. So as soon as that is available, we'll announce that on LinkedIn as well. Great. And I will post any information in the show notes as well. You've mentioned coronavirus. We all are currently in the lockdown, half of the world at least. So I wanted to get your thoughts on, on a few things probably, but one would be, especially around the challenges that potentially female customer success would usually face in their career and how this is now impacting them when they need to work from home if that wasn't just the default work for them previously. Yes, it's it's an interesting situation, I think. I, I think certainly with, with this lockdown that we're all experiencing, I think will certainly have an impact on the way in future we're going to be working, right? I think what it will do positively, it will cast light on what a lot of women are trying to jungle with every day, which is... Okay, they're trying to do their career, trying to evolve their career in custom success. That's what we're we're doing. They're bringing up kids. And at the same time, they're trying to create some kind of domestic harmony in all that. (laughs) So I think that's that's what a lot of women are doing. Obviously, it you know, I don't want to sound too cliche around this. Because obviously, I know that 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 men, some men, are, are helping to do this as well. My husband is one of them, right? So he's he's doing it. Is with me, you know. Mine we're, we're is too. To, oh, that's good. <laughs> so so you know, I don't want to sound too cliche around this, but I think you know we are still in in a world where that is is the case. And so I think with this lockdown, where we're all working remotely, I think it will create a positive effect because I think that working remotely has its advantages both for the employer and for you as an employee. You know, certainly as an employee, it helps you create that work-life balance. Uh, It gives you more time to do all the other stuff and be more serene. So I think in customer success, we'll probably be seeing more cases where certain customer success roles can actually work remotely. And also, you know, obviously leaders of, of customer success and any leaders are working remotely and we can see that that with the online facility just to connect and actually manage a team I think it would also be possible for leaders of customer success to also work remotely as well Uh, I just think it's a question of adapting to this new context this new situation so that's what we're experimenting with right now so just to come back to the question of diversity in customer success I think probably it will be kind of a trampoline for women to, to balance out everything they're trying to juggle with and also to evolve their careers as well in customer success and do this remotely or have more possibility to do it remotely at least. I'm really looking forward seeing what changes might happen in the customer success organization as very often it is indeed seen as, seen as a challenging profession due to lots of travel potentially, sometimes long hours because there are loads of customers that customer success professionals need to take care of and it would be really good to see how many of 
all of those things that require face-to-face -face could be done remotely even moving forward. That's why I'm also very positive when it comes to women's career in customer success, because hopefully there shouldn't be lots of those challenging when, when they are faced with almost choosing, you know, can they go for the job because it requires lots of travel or long hours instead of, you know, just going for something else. So I'm looking forward to seeing what will come out of the situation. Definitely. And I, I think it really helps because I think up until now, a lot of the time with, with careers and, and for women, a lot of the time it's kind of an either or. So they say, right, either I, I you know, advance my career or I, I choose to, to bring up my children and devote like the rest of my next 10 or 15, 20 years. And I think with, with this situation, you're right, you know, it, it spins and makes, makes us think, well, can we actually combine both of them? And so I think that's, it certainly it lends itself to doing that more easily, I would say. So let's, think, fingers crossed, and hope, hope that's what's going to be the outcome, yeah? Absolutely. I wonder, knowing what you know now, if you had the opportunity to give women who are just starting out in the, their customer success journey any career advice, what would that be? I think I would say learn things, learn new things all the time. You know, we're just saying that customer success, uh, it's never ending. You're always learning new things. So I think I would say be thirsty to learn new things all the time. Evolve your skill set, you know, enroll for, for different courses, soft skills, mentoring, whatever. And as you climb up the ladder and you become a leader yourself, make sure that it's easy for your own teams to always be learning. So I think that that's, that's the key, really. And also, I think be bold as well and and just go for it you know and I do think a lot of women probably do lack a little bit of confidence just believe in yourself you know Sue Walsh was telling us she's one of the recruiters who is on the group in the group and she was saying that um, in a recruitment situation if women know that they don't comply 100% to everything which is defined in that role description then they won't apply whereas a man would you know if they have 60% 70% they will apply so I think we need to get over that as well. And I really be bold and just go for it. I would do that. Tell us a bit more about the group. You mentioned it several times. You mentioned who are the members of the group. How does it function? When did you start? What are you planning to do? Tell us everything that you can at this moment. <laughs> yes. So in fact, we, we started the group just after the Pulse keynote where we, we had those figures. And, you know, there was, there was Matt Mykoski in the audience who said, well, you know, we can't just sit back and, and not, let, not do anything about this and let this happen. So we, we formed in January. And what we wanted to do was to organize an event. That was the first thing. But of course, then the coronavirus came on. So we'll probably, probably do some kind of virtual event. That's not decided yet. But that's what we, we hope to do. Our, our main objective, the initial objective, is to create awareness. So to create awareness around this event. I mean, we, we won't have all the reasons. You know, we've evoked some of the reasons. But what we need to do then, once we've created awareness and we need to get as many people involved as possible, is to, is to then help people to create actions which are actually going to solve this gender diversity problem. Great. And if listeners would like to find out more about the group, is it again the case of just trying to follow you on LinkedIn because you will post any information about the events there? Or is there any other 
potentially landing page where they can just go and check what is happening. Yes, so I think it will be on LinkedIn. All of us are on LinkedIn and we're, we're publish, publishing everything when we're, as we're going along. We don't have a landing page yet, but that probably will come with time. So yeah, just look on LinkedIn and we'll be announcing a little bit more as we go on. But I think, you know, in this time of quarantine, the obviously the things that we've had in plans, you know, for the events, the physical events, probably not take place, but we're trying to do a virtual one just to create awareness around this problem. So you'd be very welcome, Maria, to join us for that. Thank you. So we will have the eyes open on your LinkedIn pages to see what is new, what's happening. Great. And for the end, I, I wonder, I have a few snap questions for you. Do you have any personal motto that you live by? Ah, <laughs> I love that question. Yes, I actually say always adapt to survive and thrive. In fact, I do have, I have this little motto, a little, it's like a chameleon. He's my mascot and he's been following me around, well, for, for about 20 years. He has a name, he's called Adapters Rex. And, and it really is something which is ingrained in me uh, to, to always be adapting to different solutions, to different situations, sorry. And I think that is so true now, you know, with, with this awful situation that we're all going through. I think that's that's really true right now and that we really have to adapt in, in order to to survive this and I think we actually have to help our clients adapt to their situations and I think that's how custom success after we've come out of this hopefully on the bright side of, of this terrible situation we're in I think those companies who can adapt to help their com- their customers survive will be the ones that are most remembered so, so I think that's really important right now. That's a great point. I wonder, do you have any book that you recently read that you would recommend? <laughs> I, you know, I'm one of those people, I'm, I'm reading several books at the same time. Uh, so I have a Kindle now. So I have about, I think I have 15 books going on right now. I love reading business books, but I also read history books. And I just finished, I don't know if you've ever read, it's called The Sales, The Challenger Sale. So that's what I've just finished. So it's really interesting, actually. And it's obviously applicable to sales, but it's also applicable to what we're doing in customer success, particularly right now as well. Great. Thank you for that, Sion. This has been great. <laughs> Thank you very much for, have, for, for being on the podcast. Thank you so much, Maria. And I hope to see you with us, you know, in the group for the gender diversity. That would be fantastic. Absolutely. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I'd like to hear your feedback and whom I should bring to the show. Get in touch on LinkedIn, Instagram and our website, womeninCSpodcast.com. Subscribe now so you don't miss out of the following episodes. Share it with your friends and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Have a great day and talk to you soon.